Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Talking about the freedom of boundaries. We've been talking about protecting spiritual boundaries. We've been talking about, and we will continue to talk about boundaries, uh, because it is a topic that is um, very much needed, I believe, uh, when it comes to um, even managing time. Right, and so, but that's not what we're what we're going to talk about today. We're going to continue on the topic of protecting spiritual boundaries, because spiritual boundaries are necessary and beneficial to our spiritual well-being. There should be clear boundaries to govern the beliefs we hold and how we put those beliefs into practice. Spiritual boundaries are how we protect the health of our relationship with God because it's the health of our relationship with God and our souls that's at stake. Having spiritual boundaries in place can protect you from getting tossed to and fro by the waves and carried out by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful deceitful schemes, according to Ephesians 4 and 14. And not having those spiritual boundaries in place can lead to theological confusion and spiritual immaturity. And just like social distancing, wearing masks and other protocols are in place as a level of protection for us against our physical being, right? But we're talking about our spiritual being right now. And we need to have some protocols and some protection in place so we can protect our spiritual being and guard our spiritual being because this is a spiritual warfare that we're in. And so just like wearing masks and, again, the other protocols that's, that's in place, to protect us physically against the virus and things like that. There are also guidelines to aid us in the protection of our spiritual boundaries. And so to aid us in that protection of spiritual boundaries, we're talking about masking up. That's where we left off yesterday. So we talked about masking up with solid doctrine for our spiritual health so that we do not give heed to false teaching so that we have proper spiritual boundaries in place by knowing the truth, studying the word of God for ourselves, and commit to the obedience of the word so that we can screen out the lies. That's why we we tell you on these calls to go and search the word for yourself to see what God is telling you, right? And so according to 2 Timothy 1 and 13, it says, follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me, not Aldrema, not Coach Dorothy, but from him. It says, follow the pattern of the, of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. And so mask up with solid doctrine. 
We talked about masking up with morality. Because man was created in God's image. We are moral agents who make moral choices and are able to differentiate between right and wrong. The Bible is our source. Not social media, not the news, but the Bible. That's our source. Matthew 7, 24 through 25 says, Everyone then who hears the words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on a solid rock. And excuse me, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. So the word of God, the Bible, is the only rock upon which we are to build our morality. So mask up with morality. Mask up with discernment so that you are more equipped with the ability to tell the to be able to tell the difference between truth and error. It is God's given gift. It's a God-given gift to us. The gift of discernment to distinguish his voice from the voice of the world and to have a sense of what is right and what is wrong. And so we pick up today as we continue our discussion on ways to mask up and ways to protect spiritual boundaries. And so another way we are to be masking up and protecting our spiritual boundaries is by the company we keep, our choice of friends. It's important in our spiritual walk that we are careful about the people we surround ourselves with. Amos 3 and 3 says, can two walk together except they be agreed? The scripture gives us guidance about the type of people we consider friends and who we surround ourselves with. I'm so honored that in our community, I am surrounded with strong-minded women of God, women who exhibit godly wisdom, as demonstrated and, and stated in Proverbs 13 and 20, it says, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Harm. Women who are willing to tell the truth, I surround myself with these women because they tell the truth even when it hurts. Proverbs 27 and 6 says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. And it's about being wise in the selection of those who you associate yourself with and also keeping in mind that iron sharpens iron. So mask up with the company you keep. Mask up concerning idolatry, placing spiritual boundaries to protect ourselves from idolatry. And idolatry is anything that replaces God in our hearts or prevents us from giving God his due glory. That means making a conscious decision to reject anything or anyone that damages our fellowship with Christ. 
I'm going to give you an example, and I might step on somebody's toes, but that's okay. But this is a quote that says, and when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it. The universe was not created, was created. The universe is not the creator. And he didn't give, God did not give the universe the responsibility to conspire to help us achieve anything. The universe is not to be worshipped or given glory to. And so when we say or when you say or repeat anything like that, you're replacing God with the universe. Okay? Just want to make that clear. Even good things can become idols when we make them the ultimate things in our lives. That means anything or anyone can become an idol if we place the value for that thing or that person above our value for God. Tim Keller, the author of Counterfeit God, says this about an idol, and I found it to be so very powerful. He says, an idol is anything more important to you than God, anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God and anything that you seek to give you what only God can give. I'll let that soak for just a moment. But I'm also going to give a few more examples. So what are some some additional examples of idolatry? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. How about our identity? Can that be an idol? Mm-hmm. If your identity is in your work, your skills, your looks, or anything else, you will always feel like you don't measure up, like you don't look good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not slim enough, your booty ain't big enough, your waist ain't tiny enough, you don't have enough degrees or letters behind your name, you haven't achieved enough, your house ain't big enough, your car ain't nice enough. Nothing wrong with any of these achievements, possessions, or assets, but to place our identity in something or someone or anything other than God is idolatry because we have placed more value on it rather than God. Oh, you want another example? Okay, what about entertainment? Entertainment, what? Can that be a form of idolatry? You bet. You know who's making all the money out there? Netflix, Hulu, BET, reality TV, social media, smartphones, dumb phones, smart TV, dumb TVs. None of this is bad. None of that's bad things to, uh, to have. But when entertainment becomes more important than God, it's idolatry. It's idolatry. And so I wanted us to ask ourselves a few questions to help us identify the idols in our lives. Some simple questions like, where am I spending most of my time? Real simple, right? I bet you'd be surprised when you really evaluate where your time is being spent. Where am I spending my money? Go look at your check register or your bank statement. You'll look to see. You'll be able to discover and identify where most of your money is being spent. Where am I getting my joy? What's 
drawing my attention away from God? These are, these are some questions that we must ask ourselves when it comes to being able to identify where there is a need to mask up and protect our spiritual boundaries. And so, in closing, I really hope that you've been blessed and empowered by this concept of protecting your spiritual boundaries. I hope this encourages you on a daily basis to do what it takes to protect our spiritual boundaries, to protect ourselves spiritually. This is spiritual warfare. And establishing boundaries are absolutely necessary for the health of our souls is at stake. So, (sighs) thank you, Lord. I believe that I have said what you have called me to say. And I pray for those that's listening. I pray that I have said it in a way that is succinct, but in a way that blesses others, that encourages others to do what is crucial to our spirit, to help us understand that this is spiritual warfare. This is not about the virus. This is not about money. This is about our souls being at stake. Thank you, Lord, for your word. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So make sure that you go to wisdominspired.net to find the links to all of the platforms where you can listen to the previous episodes. Subscribe and leave us a a review. And if you'd like to know more about our virtual community and how you can benefit from the resources, transformational coaching and community, send us an email to hello at aaccoworking.com. With that said, meet us back on the line next time. Same time, same place, same station with more Wisdom Inspired. Have a wildly productive day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.